0: Should we talk about things now?
1: I think we should start talking about things. I mean, because we haven't done that for the last hour, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know how long our recording is because now I re- restarted.
1: Okay. Do we at all want to talk about those mini topics?
0: Um I mean, we kind of talked about that already before.
1: Yeah, before we started recording, but mm. maybe everyone's excited about those two mini topics. Those two those two follow-up. All topics.
0: right, let's see. All right, Marlin. <laughs> how was
1: your talk? I think it went really well. Um I'm I'm happy with it. As I mentioned before, we started recording. I did feel like I was repeating myself at one point, and that was a little bit difficult, but um, or difficult to get back from. But you know, when you sort of like start to realize that you are repeating yourself, and then it's already too late, and you can't really escape it. That's that's what happened. But I think <laughs> uh, I think that's fine. I don't think many people noticed. I think it was mostly just because I had been practicing it before that it was more noticeable for like me and. Kai I think you probably noticed it too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I I don't think it was too bad. It was if anything I feel like it was more of an indication that that was probably the flow you ended up with was, would have probably been slightly improved mm-hmm. rather than repeating it because it's not uncommon right to talk about a thing show a thing and then repeat what you just showed. Yeah. But I do think in this part it was probably not necessary to do a recap.
1: Yeah, I agree. I so agree.
0: if anything it kind of brought out a better flow and therefore you blew through those kind of recap Things quicker because you notice know, mm-hmm. yourself. Hey, no, I don't really have to spend that much time on it. Yeah. but I think it was good. Yeah, feedback was very positive. Every, yeah. everyone that told me anything about your talk, they were very positive.
1: Yeah, no, I was very happy to happy to have a chance to talk to people afterwards. We did go out um, and had some food, and some people had some drinks afterwards. And I think it was really nice to hear hear what, pe- what people thought. And I think many people got something out of it. So that's always a always great feedback. Um, of course, I will always like think that there are certain things that could be improved but overall i think everyone was really happy with it so it was great and it was such a great community and everyone was because we haven't been at this particular meetup before but everyone seemed like everyone was just really interested uh, i think sometimes you notice at some meetups people start looking at their phones and those things and that really didn't happen so i was like some people were also taking taking notes so that was really nice to to see um, so I think overall, uh, it felt really good, and it was great to get to know all those people too. Um, and we have some more people signed up for Core Coffee, which is our meetup that we're going to have now on Sunday, so it's yeah. already been by the time we released this, and it's great to see. We actually have people um, who are really interested in showing up to the first to the first meetup, so I'm super excited about that, and we already scheduled our second meetup because we noticed that people seem to be interested, and um Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: we had a waitlist for the first one, so we're like, ah, oh, might as well start schedule the next one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I think it will be great. Yeah, I'm really thirteen new
0: members. Now we have to sign up for the uh, premium plan. I know, and now plan. we have
1: to pay what is it, seventeen dollars instead of seven dollars. It's fine. I don't, I don't mind it. I think it was good that we started out with a smaller plan for core Coffee, just because it was we we didn't really want to pay the extra money if no one will sign up for the meetup, but. I'm happy, happy to upgrade now, so everyone can join. Hmm.
2: Sounds like it went well, and I was excited to see the tweets rolling in as the meetup oh, yeah. started.
1: Yeah.
0: I guess I sent, I, was, I sent like three yeah. tweets in a row. That was uh,
1: exhausting. Felt
0: huh? horrible. Never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Hit your quota for the for a while. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't know. know.
2: I, and I think that's the first mention of core coffee on this podcast as well. Is it? Which is cool. I think so. I don't know if I speak spoken about. <laughs> it. Well, too bad. Now we're full. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we did talk about Meetup as a platform, oh, talk, yeah. but I don't know if we actually said True. the yeah. name of the Meetup. But if you're in Vancouver and yeah, right, you still point. haven't signed up, or if you ever come to Vancouver, uh, you should join Core, Core Coffee. Maybe yeah. wait till we, till we pay for the unlimited plan. so that uh, Because right now <laughs> we are on like, what, how many people do we have that guy? Um, 43, I think. Yeah, and we have a cap of 50, but we're going to upgrade that um, before it's getting full, I think. I think it's always frustrating if you want to join a Meetup and then you see that it's full. So we're gonna we're gonna open that up to more people.
0: But yeah. Or if you wanna to move to Vancouver because of core coffee, you're also more than welcome to do so.
2: Do, 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 this do, is the second hello. time our recording has been interrupted by a phone call today. Perfect.
0: I you in. How exciting.
1: Thank Thank
2: you. You. We're so busy. we like five minutes in, too. Well,
0: technically, that wasn't. I mean, technically, that was a phone call, but it was actually the doorbell. Fancy doorbell. I know. I, know. Uh, uh, I was I,
1: hoping you would ask about it. time. Yeah,
0: I really like that. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> do we need to talk about this doorbell? <laughs> Didn't, we Didn't we talk about the doorbell already? I mean, at least we, without recording it, talking about the doorbell?
1: But it's all for the listeners, Kai. Let's let's talk about Maybe
2: it. briefly, but I think, yeah, it's all for the listeners.
0: Let's go over let's, it. Doorbell. So what happens is, um, at least in this apartment, and I've seen quite a lot of other ones, at least in this neighborhood where we're with the same setup. So uh, whenever there is a um, uh, someone at your, at your door, instead of it ringing something in your apartment, it just is like the doorbell is connected to a phone number and that means you get a phone call. So that's basically your door buzzer. So you get a phone call from always the same number. And then if you hit on the dial pad, you hit six just to let someone in and you can just hang up if you don't want to bust them in. And that automatically unlocks the door and uh, activates the elevator. So if we get like a food delivery or or friends come over and even if I'm not not, not home, I I get a phone call. So for example, when we get an Amazon delivery, what usually happens is uh, they ring my phone. I I get a phone call from from my doorbell on my phone and I'm able to then uh, buzz the Amazon delivery person uh, in. They can go all the way up to our floor, leave the delivery outside of our apartment door and and, uh, then by the time I get home, I can just pick it from there. So it's it's really convenient, I think.
2: That's actually pretty Mm. cool. Um, Just... To confirm, that's a like a regular phone call, not a FaceTime call.
0: <laughs> I see Real what Segway. you're doing there. Oh. Mm.
2: You're not meant to call out
0: my segue. <laughs> well, well, I did, and I liked it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, oh. this FaceTime thing, huh?
0: Yeah,
2: pretty bad. It's pretty. Did bad. you get any strange so, FaceTime calls? Has anyone? I did not. No. Um, I don't feel like we're the I- target
1: targeted group. For this. so
2: that's pretty good, that's good. No, we lead boring lives, and the slightly interesting part of our lives are broadcast on this podcast so no one has to go fishing for
1: details Um, (laughs) what you you make it sound so dodgy you make it sound like you really don't want people to go and fishing for details now because everything is revealed (laughs) like nothing to hide here guys um Uh, no but do we want to summarize this at all i think we are all very terrible at summarizing things Uh, do we want to just put a link in the show notes
2: i I think it's fair to assume that Everyone listening to this show has at least heard of these. So Facebook you're assuming bug, which, that
1: this is going to be famous as a bug in ten years when everyone continues listening I am, to this podcast. I, yeah, 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 absolutely,
2: okay. absolutely. This will be like textbook case study type bug.
1: Like, I, I don't so doubt it. This yeah. is the worst. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst kind of bug though because. I I know Apple have had like security issues in the past where you know you can do funky things on the lock screen to bypass it and all of that. But like until now, all of those have required physical access. Mm-hmm. But this one is like it's scary because it doesn't require physical access and anyone can do it. Anyone can reproduce it in about 30 seconds. Like I had friends messaging saying, Yeah, I was able to reproduce this very, very quickly. Um and everyone sort of tried it out before before Apple eventually shut down the group FaceTime server. Um did either of you try it out before before that got shut down?
0: No, no I, I mean, I didn't. Um but I mean I for me I, I believed the report, I didn't in this case uh really needed to do it myself. Um I but I also I don't know for this one I do agree it's 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 probably the most critical bug uh, in a while but also somehow the most understandable at least to me Really? Yeah. Why is this uh, understandable? Because I feel like this is this is a bug that everyone could have written. I I don't think this is
1: It is, but I do feel like if if you if I wouldn't have written this I would have done a test myself to check at least how it works how the I would have done some type of testing to make sure that nothing strange happened when I add my same phone number to a FaceTime call.
0: But I feel like this is not something, like, this is, in a way, this feels like something where there wasn't, like, a a fundamental misunderstanding of something. It's just, I mean, Facebook, uh, FaceTime used to be, like, a... um, one to one point to point phone like voice of IP call, right? And there were only two participants in each call. Mm. I called you, yeah. you add, and then there is an answer event and then then I can hear you and you can hear me. Then Apple added uh, the group feature in twelve one, I believe. Mm. Yeah. Um and then there were I mean probably that didn't require complete re engineering of all of what FaceTime did. So now they're more than there is the it potential for like, more than one person, I so mean, I I can just imagine. Then, if you add yourself, it somehow checks are any of the any new participants currently active, like accepting the call. If so, they send to accept event kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It and some, make sense. something like
0: you add yourself, so somehow you already you. The, the count for participants is still only two, but there has been a pickup event or an accept call event. Mm. I feel like this yeah. is like a weird, weird scenario, a weird edge case where I can see how something like this could happen. Yeah. And yeah. But should your microphone and camera be turned on
2: before you take action as a user? I, I understand why the, you know, in the interest of having a fast, fast connection time, but once you do pick up, but. Still,
0: it seems a bit dodgy. I, I, I agree, but I feel like there's there's so little that, to me, seems malicious. It just feels like a genuine bug that I could imagine one person.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think it's something that could happen quite easily. The only thing that I'm wondering is that you mentioned Kai, that it feels like this might be, have been something that they were building on current FaceTime, but I think this was something, group FaceTime was something that was a little bit delayed, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried that because of that, there weren't enough testing done, and because of that, this type of thing came out. And I think that would be really frustrating for a team, and especially um, if if like this type of bug comes out. And I, think, I I completely agree with what you're saying. I think it's something that could easily happen to anyone developing this, um, and we don't know what the intricacies are of like how 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 the how I, how the operating system responds to uh, user events. So it might just be. That it was set up in a certain way and this bug was introduced and it wasn't found. And I just think the problem is more that it wasn't found. I think that might have been because it was just not, it was stressed out. And I think that's unfortunate.
0: I don't know. I I just feel like it's it's impossible to test for everything, right? I mean, it's not the only bug that currently lives in iOS. It's just a bug that had a worse outcome. But it's like everyone writes bugs. Everyone yeah, can yeah. can you know some. Sometimes the bugs are completely irrelevant, so much so that we decide to not even fix them because they're they're so unimportant. Sometimes those yeah, bugs. Yeah, and I don't think it
1: was anything trivial either, because I mean, uh, I think Apple has a strict policy on code reviews and stuff like that. So I assume that there were many people who looked at this and it didn't seem to stick out as being a weird behavior. So I see what you mean. I think I think it's easy to implement it. It's just. It's unfortunate that it was such a severe bug so that the whole feature had to be pulled because I think it doesn't it doesn't look great for Apple considering that it was already a feature that took longer than expected.
0: Yeah, so to me the bug is one thing and I, I, I mean, bugs happen. Sometimes they're severe, sometimes they're not. This one was severe. That's unfortunate. I'm sure there are other bugs right now in iOS that just no one uh found yet, right? Like all the lock screen bypass things. They're not they're not there I mean. Most likely, they're not there because anyone had malicious uh, intent. It's just people People write software. And if you write software, you have to think of every single possible edge case. And if you m- miss one, you you have a bug. And that's the, to me, that's just super natural of a bug that in this case just happened to be severe. Um, and there will be others that are in Iris right now that no one has found yet. For me, yeah. the biggest problem is more how that bug report was handled or... The lack or the process that was involved there that r- led to this kind of response to be way slower than it should have been. Yeah, I think yeah. that that is the problem that that needs fixing because I don't think we get to a point where no one at Apple will ever write bugs again.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I think as as I said, I think it's a natural bug to write. It's not a super weird thing that bugs comes in. I think it's quite common that you uh, like you say. I think Apple probably has a lot of other bugs, and this was more severe. But I think um the fact that it was responded to in such a strange way um also sort of goes in line with this that it feels like apple has a lot of pressure on them i think it seemed like they were closing this like they w- they were not really uh, if i remember correctly they were um this was being referred to as a as something that should be filed as a radar rather than a security risk
0: yeah so um, um, and i think
1: that's a little bit unfortunate because i think that shows that apple might have too much to do and don't have enough people for those areas that are really important and i think um this and things like quality, like testing, that it makes sure to make sure that it works, should have been prioritized. And I think that's unfortunate that, like, in that that that's something that comes out and is not being handled. I think. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just
0: there's so many levels of filtering, right? So someone saw this bug, or it was reported as a security, like on the Apple security thing uh initially and someone filtered it and decided, hey, this seems more like an iOS type bug mm. where where people should like it's it doesn't it doesn't they thought it wasn't a security issue and that was probably yeah because it was such a non-technical uh step to reproduce. Yeah. Right. No yeah. one said like go to fail that that bug was probably described in a way more technical way than yeah. this one. This is just I add myself and then something weird happens. Someone decided. Hey, that seems to be not a security risk, but a a bug. So now mm-hmm. you should file a radar.
1: Think, I think when you read those things, you might. I mean, I think they probably try to go through as many uh, as many methods as possible. Um, so I think you might just skim over it. And like you say, if it's not ta- if it's not descriptive enough, people might not pick up on that. And that's a shame. And it depends on who reads it as well. I think the person who wrote it was a lawyer. I think mm-hmm. it was so. I assume it was pretty well worded, but I think maybe,
0: but probably not, not technically. Te- yeah, right? not technical. Yeah. So yeah, um, I mean that's a hard job to have to sort of
2: sort through the legitimate uh, issues in iOS mm-hmm. from the the you know everyone who's trying to report the tiniest littlest thing that doesn't really affect anything. And I don't envy the the people who have to do that job. Uh, and I also don't envy the the developers who are fixing the FaceTime <laughs> bug over this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Um. And I think it's. It's a case of a bunch of unfortunate things sort of happened in a row. I mean, a bug slipped through the cracks. It wasn't handled well when it was first identified. And then it sort of grew into a big, um, media brouhaha. But, um, I think it's also sort of, it, it's come at an interesting time with, uh, a, a pretty, pretty big focus on privacy. I think, uh, I mean, we're only like three days into February, but, um lots of lots of media stories about all of that and i know i think the year started with apple's poster at ces you know the what happens on your iphone stays on your yeah, iphone by apple <laughs> you know they're not shying away f- yeah oh, yeah that was by apple i didn't
1: realize that was um, they're apple.
2: not shying away from their focus on privacy and things and then like i get it it's an unfortunate bug and you know any of us could have been in that same position and written that same bug and these things do happen i i very much doubt that it was deliberate um but still i think it's Something that you know is pretty pretty dangerous to I guess the reputation of uh, FaceTime but also Apple I mean you know there was there was media telling people to turn off FaceTime and my mom turned off FaceTime when she heard about it um, and and I guess this could be a, a sort of strike against Apple going forward if they're to introduce something else that's uh, advertised secure you know people might people might think back to this yeah. Um, People might keep
0: FaceTime turned off indefinitely. I, I don't know. I think I wonder if Apple in the next release just defaults FaceTime back to on.
1: Yeah, I feel that's that's
0: a bit shady, though. Yeah, but I mean, I someone's turned it off deliberately. Yeah, it's, it's just difficult, right? Uh, I don't think most people needed to turn off FaceTime. Uh, I th- I, it's mm. it's also, I mean, f- you didn't once they turned off their their backend service.
1: Yeah, I think that was something that was good on Apple's side. I think it was good that they actually. Acted on it and not just waiting for a new update to actually turn it off. And it was good that they had that as a switch that they could could just turn it off. And yeah, but I it's mean, also it very is.
0: traceable, right? You can see whether anyone tried to yeah. to get you. I mean, um, that
1: person could obviously use like a fake phone number and stuff like that. But, yeah, but you, you will at know, least if you had you would a, know what was compromised.
0: If if you had a FaceTime call, you at least have an idea that there could something could have happened. But if you don't, yeah. then you also know you are hundred percent affected. I feel like the things that are um that happened transparently without you having any ability to figure out whether you're affected or not, those are a lot more dangerous than the ones I, I just checked, I had no FaceTime call for for <laughs> uh for the period between like even a week when, when some people knew about it till then I had no FaceTime calls from anyone that I wouldn't wouldn't trust. So I, I just knew I was uh there was zero percent chance that i was affected which also is just an, inclina- uh, an indication that who would want to li- listen to me sitting at home working on stuff i mean mm-hmm. yep. i mean, it, it's probably not the most interesting thing anyway um but it's also at least you know right you know whether there was a chance at all yeah, whether yep. you were affected and most people that turned off facetime probably didn't have to because there was a, a the chance of them not surviving the day because they're hit by a car, were probably higher than that someone tries to uh, listen to, to their devices.
2: But once it's in the public eye, it sure. becomes a prank. Sure,
1: sure. I know, I know.
2: <laughs> so, you're, you're probably not worried about a, a legitimate malicious attack, but more a, a prank from a friend or something. I um, That evening, um, walking home, I realized I accidentally pocket dialed a... Uh, a group conversation in iMessage, and that defaults to FaceTime. And I hung up as soon as I realized. I don't think anyone accepted the call, but I realized that might have looked yeah. bad. If these people had read the news, they th- might have thought I was trying to <laughs> accidentally. I was, I was trying to, uh, tr- test out this yeah. bug. And I didn't say anything because I don't know if these people would have heard the news. Um and I didn't want to sort of alert them to it if if not because of that. <laughs> uh,
0: but you're you're but, in a difficult situation um,
2: there. <laughs> I swear
1: I did I didn't listen in on you guys.
2: No, so so at that point at that point the FaceTime service was meant to be mm. off. Um, the call did start ringing, so it might have been a, a
0: caching issue of some sort. But but I don't um, think FaceTime was off. It's only a stem group chat.
2: No, no, but it was a group. So. It, was a, it would have gone through as oh, a really? FaceTime call you? because there were multiple people in this iMessage thread. But.
1: It's interesting. Do so you actually accidentally yeah. pocket dial people?
2: Not often. Not often. I must have just not locked my phone.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because I know that.
2: Yeah, because I, I was messaging in this mm-hmm. chat and then I put my phone back in my pocket. I must have mispressed mm, the, okay. the lock button. And yeah, um, I think that's what yeah. it was.
1: Because I feel like it's very hard to do that nowadays when you're not having buttons on your phone. Mm. But that makes sense if you don't lock it.
2: Well, some of us have buttons. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I like the button. I must. I have. Um. I did set up one of the test phones at work. It's a 10R with Face ID, mm-hmm. and I actually kind of like the uh the the way of unlocking yeah design. and once you, the like,
1: ID. Uh, you you might not notice it when you just use it for testing but once you actually want to use it every day and you switch between apps you so much it feels like you're so much more efficient because you don't have to like go out mm-hmm. and then go back into another app you can just swipe between them and i think that's a really nice feature oh, yeah that yeah. i'm using
2: but you can do that on um with 3d touch on the oh but that just, just one of the worst
0: in the world
1: i never heard i never used that how oh. do you do that
0: you- I've got it pretty efficient now. You you kind of squeeze the edge of your device.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. But
0: it's kind of yeah. like a squeeze and then yeah, moving slow on, on, on the 10 series. You can just swipe. It's really quick. Mm. Yeah, that part is mm. pretty nice. But so. it's also, it, what yeah. you have to do, though, on, on the 10 series of devices, if you're not using um, Apple Pay, like physical Apple Pay, definitely turn off Apple mm. Pay because that kind of adds a one-second delay when you hit the side button and i'm a person if i'm done with my
2: oh is that because it's
0: double exactly it's like giving Ah. it a second to see is he he going to double double uh press the button or not and if not then it turns off interesting and it's just i don't know after after using iphones for 10 years that extra second of delay just made it feel broken every time so I, i had to turn off apple pay
2: Yeah, I had the um, accessibility shortcut with the triple clicking the home button on my phone for years. And then when I turned that off, it was like magic. The phone was so much more responsive when I hit the home button. What is
1: that a shortcut for? Is it for um, Uh, It can be for like,
2: there's a list of about five different Mm -hmm. things it can be for. Yeah, Um,
1: Yeah, you're right. You swipe it. uh,
2: I think the most common is voiceover.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, Yeah, but um, so for me, it's it's hard, right? You can say Apple should never ship bugs. Because that's not going to happen. So what what are the things that can be improved? And to me, that seems to be mostly the process of reporting bugs. I mean, Radar is old. Radar was uh, made for a very different period of Apple. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, at least from the outside, not a whole bunch of things have changed. I mean, internally, they probably have a lot more layers of filtering. Uh, there might be good. there might be part of the issue. But um, I don't know. That, that that to me, is the only part where where it could see... F- improvements but then again that also could have been just one one failure right there was there were two failures one was the bug and the second one was that someone filtered it into the wrong bucket
1: yeah and like again i think those things can happen i think it's nothing to blame those particular people for i think it's more a system problem like you say kai certain things are just old systems nowadays and i think they probably need to start improving that part just to like it seems like they might just have move that ticket on too quickly to like the wrong team or close it too quickly. And I think it's very important to not do that for those type of things. And I mean, there Um, there are
0: definitely things that money can help with, right? If you just say everything that comes through the security issue report needs to be screened by like two people or three people or whatever, whatever the current count is and add a person, you just reduce the amount of things. Like if any of those three people puts it in the, yep, that's a risk bucket, then then kind of address it more quickly. I, I, I don't know, I, as I said, I don't know what the current process is, but I can see like how, how throwing money at the problem might be uh, reducing the chance of, of
1: yeah. false negatives. Yeah, yeah. I think the stopping the bug might not be super easy, but yeah, handling that type of bug better would probably be an improvement, but I think one of you mentioned that um, it doesn't look great for Apple if they do other, f- other things that are related to security, but I think realistically in comparison to other what like the lack of security from other products at the moment. I don't think Apple is really on the hook because of this. What do you guys think?
0: I mean, it's decent timing, right? Uh, overall, for for all the other things that happened, so I think uh, Apple was probably quite uh, all right with what was what else was going on in, yeah. in, in the press. And at I'm that just point thinking about
1: like I know I know a lot of people who have computers where they actually have like they're covering their cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, and i think that's a precaution that many people are taking nowadays like people actually put stickers on it or like special mechanism to cover the camera and i don't i'm not saying that's a bad idea or a good idea but i have seen many people do it and i think that is something that i understand that people are more scared for if you know that there could be people hacking into your camera you might want to have that as a precaution because you wouldn't be aware of it but something like a FaceTime call, like you said, Kai, you would at least know if it happens to you. You would be able to see who called you and see if someone called you during a ter- certain time and then know that people might have potentially have heard you, even mm. if you didn't want them to. So I think that's at least a little bit comforting, that you can at least sort of troubleshoot it yourself to make sure that nothing happened, Well it's like, sometimes it feels unsecure to have a camera on your on your computer or on other things and not be aware of what's actually going on. Mm. So, I think... In comparison to other type of things that could be could have been um, con- compromised, I think it's not it's not the worst thing that could happen. It's not good though. <laughs> uh,
0: in general, it's probably a good idea to be very consistent and rigorous with not turning on microphones unless you know that a user is actively doing something on this device. So don't listen to any other events. Like there has to be a touch event or or. You mean uh, from can- my implementation point yeah, of view? Like now there needs to be some type of. User activity, be touch or or um, whatever accessibility functions are being used before you turn on any of those uh, uh, kind of microphone and and camera, right? And I mean, the, we we kind of go into that direction on on Max um, for the uh, for the new or for the iMac Pro, um, like the 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 what is the chip called T um, two chip. T2 yeah, where there's yeah. just a, a a stricter separation where the camera is not just running through software but like the light and stuff is actually controlled through that chip which makes it a lot more difficult to to circumvent that um and those kind of things I think are important to just be consistent if if you're saying any anything that wants to hit a microphone uh, on a system, you you know, I mean it's difficult, right? Because you also have third party developers that use <laughs> microphones. I don't know; it's a difficult problem. All those
1: third party developers, damn you!
0: Yeah, <laughs> but it's difficult, right? I, I was just about to say uh, you could have um, that there needs to be user interaction, but then you also don't want to be in a in a like Microsoft hell where everything as a dialogue and you have to approve everything that happens at all times and every time you accept a phone call you first have to say yes activate the you want to
1: accept this phone call
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah for phone call i feel like it's it's an easier thing to solve like if you get a facetime call just don't turn things on before you uh unlock your device like just mm-hmm. like you know, tying it like tying those kind of things to that but it's probably more complicated the more you think about it yeah yeah because facetime also shows you your camera right so they show That's you true. your camera feed so you can see and there are benefits to that too right you see before you answer a phone call whether you're looking uh like a complete mess which is also a nice feature but kind of uh means the the camera turns on directly there yeah difficult
2: you wouldn't want to accidentally be rolling your eyes at the phone call.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. This kind of stuff is difficult.
2: Yeah, no, but, I mean, we kind of understand how this could have slipped through the cracks, but, I mean, there are people who, um, you know, will, will see this and read these stories and, and watch this on the news or whatever, and just think, oh, okay, Apple, insecure, blah, blah, and I know there's stories about other companies doing e- equally worse, if not worse, things, um, and they'll hear those too, but... You know there are still people who genuinely believe that Apple will deliberately slow down iPhones to boost sales and things like that based on the stories that <laughs> yeah. came out like a year ago whenever. And I still talk to these people somewhat regularly, maybe against my will. but
1: what do you do when do you try to convince those people? Because I sometimes get this too when I talk to other people and it feels like there's certain things that they got from mainstream media. Um, about like some information that they heard about Apple, and it might not be technically correct. And I never really know if this is something that's worth correcting. Like how how would how do you tend to deal with those situations?
2: It's hard because you don't want to be the well actually person, especially if it's a really
1: yeah. Because I don't think that will do anything. I think they just want to. Comp- no, some people think it's a problem they want to complain, and you might not be able to convince them of anything else. Unfortunately, yep, yep. I think once they heard about it, your word might not be convincing enough unfortunately,
2: yep, and also sometimes it's just not appropriate like you're out with friends, you might not know the person who said it too well, and you know what where's your place there you You might know a lot about it, but it's a Saturday night you're all doing whatever. is it really appropriate to to well actually somebody and then you know, go all you know proper. I don't know.
0: Do you know what I, I mean? Always, I always try kind of to hard. to explain what's happening, and then kind of have my opinion as part of that, but don't try to be like, uh, "You got everything wrong." It's more like, you know, uh, this is how the system works. <laughs> this is the processes and now you care.
1: might like. Sometimes I'm actually Definitely for saying, thing, "Yeah." Well, um, <laughs> well, actually, no, no, I might say it's a little bit more complex then the media tries to express it would you like to hear more information about this and then <laughs> if they're like oh, I really don't care I'm like okay Move on with my life that's fine. Um uh, <laughs>
2: probably better way Yeah, to I it, sort yeah. of try
1: to first yeah, and listen. when I say
2: well actually, I don't mean literally saying well actually because that's kind of a douchey move, but you know what I mean, like it feels like you're well actually actuallying yeah. them. Well actually overstepping yeah. whatever boundary
0: <laughs> there might be. Um, I don't know. I feel like we I, I I feel like we're a bit responsible of of educating people that might not know about we it. We
1: are, but we should also um <laughs> we- it's not great to seem like you try to educate someone either because i think that won't be taken in the right ways. i think you always have to but i I, I, I don't really hang out with people
0: that wouldn't uh, accept like i i have a lot of friends that know more things about things than i do and i would if if i say something wrong i would want them to correct me because if they don't i i I sound like a fool for longer right i want to i want to minimize the amount of time in my life where i'm wrong and the only way of doing that is being opinionated and then listen to people that know better than you because if they don't know what you don't know but you think you know something then they also can help you uh, fixing those kind of gaps in your knowledge so i feel like if if people say look man i really don't care but i still believe this it's it's probably not a person i'm too excited about hanging out with anyway yeah um
1: I, i agree i try to always uh listen for feedback or listen from people who know more, because I don't know every field. I always want to learn those things. But I think um, what I try to do is to be aware of the fact that I don't know it and maybe be aware of the fact that I don't know. If if I, if I would hear about something that I don't know the technical, that I don't have the technical understanding of, I would probably rather ask someone than assuming that what I read is the truth. Um, but I think, I think that's probably a different approach to it. But if, People don't have that approach. I think you should at least be like a little bit gentle with it and just ask, do you want to know about this? I actually happen to work in this field. Like, be, be nice about it. Don't be a douche, but try to educate everyone around you if they, if they want to. But
0: it's also, if it comes up, that means the people care enough about it to bring the topic up, which I feel... Um, not ne- I, I might yeah. be wrong, but and I feel like... Not
1: necessarily. I think some people might say, I don't have an iPhone because it seems like they always slow them down. Like and then it's hard to argue with that because people just have that as an opinion rather than a discussion.
0: I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe everyone around me thinks I'm a douche, <laughs> but I, I I feel like that is an invitation to for a discussion.
1: That's good. That's good.
0: It's it's interesting though
2: because I mean we're we're fairly uh, up to date with what's happening in a, in a certain field, but you you know we get some of our other news from mainstream media and, you know, fields we're not as, as familiar with, but I'm sure that there's people in those particular areas going, no, the mainstream media are reporting on this all wrong. Like, you know, like for, we think that we're so knowledgeable in one area, but I'm sure there's people like that for every And it's like, how do you know what's, what's actually right?
0: Um, I mean, in general, right, that, that has to be the assumption that all the things that you know a lot about, you notice when things are not right. So the the, yep. the the only reasonable conclusion is that a lot of things you read are probably wrong, but not necessarily maliciously so. But mm-hmm. other people that just no, don't know no. things, yeah. and therefore I feel like yeah. we're, we're in a better place overall. If if whenever anyone we we happen to have be lucky enough that we have people in groups that we hang out with or that we meet that have particular uh, uh, in depth knowledge about any topic. To for them to educate me on things that I haven't had a good source mm-hmm. of information before. I feel like that is, that is for, a fortunate situation that, that we know people that, or that we meet people that know a lot about specific things. And I feel like that is in general a positive thing if, if those people that know more than, than average about topics, for them to share their knowledge and their expertise in that so in general that group of people is now more educated in that area.
1: I know, but you also know yeah. I think they're also this is something I'm not a fan of, but <laughs> um where did I hear this? I feel like there's this general perception that sometimes if people complain about something, they don't want help with it.
0: Ah, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I um, hear it all the time. It's like I don't want your I don't want I don't, your <laughs> yeah. I don't want I, your solution. I just want you to say, yeah, Oh just, I'm sorry this happened to you.
1: Yeah. And this is something I'm really frustrated about. And I think many sitcoms and certain John like <laughs> Sometimes in comedy, it's brought up as a thing that women do. Uh, it's brought up that um, many women might complain about their workday or complain about people at work, and then they don't actually... It's it People assume that... <laughs> so the way that it's portrayed is that the women complain about it and um, they don't actually want their husband's opinion on it. They w- might just want to complain about it and be done with it. But I think this is such a bad attitude, and I think... If you're going to complain about something, you're going to try to find a solution to it because otherwise you're not getting anywhere. And I think you should just take that opportunity to talk to someone about it and then get someone's opinion about it and try to solve a a problem. And I think, unfortunately, people don't always want your solution. People might just want to complain about the problem and they don't actually want the solution. Um, It's like complaining about the weather, (laughs) I don't, think, I don't think many people would be happy to say, oh, it's going to snow tomorrow. I hate snow. And then you say, you know, you should probably move to California. California is a lot better. They don't have snow. Um, I think this is not really the solution people want. People just want to complain about the weather. But I think this is something that people do, unfortunately. I do I complain about the weather maybe I complain about the weather but in terms of like things that happen in my daily life or things that I'm not satisfied with I actually want a solution to like if, if I don't like the way that my phone is responding or my phone like my phone security is working I might want a recommendation from someone and someone might say just do it this way or this is actually how it works and that's my attitude that's always want to learn from people around me but unfortunately I think that might not always be the case, uh, and unfortunately, it's often portrayed that women don't want this to be uh, to be uh, like they, they they don't like solutions. But I think that's wrong. I think women want solutions. Always listen to people and try to help people, and uh, just don't do it in a dirty way. <laughs> that was my rant.
2: Yeah. So how long until someone says, "Ah, oh, no, I don't use FaceTime anymore. I turned it off. Uh, I don't trust Apple. Do you want to call on Facebook Messenger instead?" <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, I I can genuinely see that occurring in like I don't know with some of the people I might know. It's you really got to find your friends, man. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's nice to get away from tech and talk that, about non-tech things with people. Yeah. So you know these people. Yeah, but you seem to have very, very
0: tech opinionated right. people that have no idea what you're talking about. Mm, yeah, I think that well. is that is the the good combination you you always have going on there. <laughs> Well, sorry,
1: all of Zach's or was non-technical friends. Wait, friend sorry. Was this just yet?
0: you You complaining about your friends and you didn't actually want my <laughs> advice? I'm confused. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're not changing. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's, mm. yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know. I've, I feel like this is quite easy. Um, in general, um, I, I behave the way I, I would like people to, to behave around me if they can't deal with that at all, they will either express it and we find out a way of me being less annoying or we just stop hanging out. I I feel like both both are reasonable solutions. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm very... Yeah,
1: and I think you're right. Like If you want to be a person who is... If you generally want to be corrected if you say something wrong, uh, I think you're more likely to also hang out with people who are happy to be corrected when they say things wrong. So I think this tends to align quite well, but I think yeah. sometimes you might just hear people at a coffee shop. You shouldn't, you shouldn't correct people who you overhear at a coffee shop. But you might, uh, you might talk to someone who you don't know that well. But I think always offer your opinion or always offer to teach them something, but don't do it in a condescending way.
0: Yeah, but I think in general that that seems to be more more aligned with my personality i i mean positive feedback is nice and makes you feel decent for for a few seconds but or minutes or however, however positive the feedback might be but negative
1: feedback makes you feel terrible for weeks <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know neg- like critical feedback is the only thing that actually that's the only thing that helps you helps improve. you improve so yeah. if i'm if if i would send like now i send both of you a a test flight in well, I mean, one, a bit longer, but like both of you are in on a uh, test flight build that I I sent out, and all the negative things are the ones that really help me, right? Because I can actually make adjustments, or at least um, check. Because sometimes I thought about a thing and I came up with a conclusion, and now hearing Zach saying. You know what? I actually think this is not this is not behaving quite right. Makes me uh, reconsider it again because I might have dismissed it, but now I hear Zach actually struggling with the same thing, and then I might realize, all right, might it might require some more attention. But Zach just saying, "Oh, the pictures are pretty." That doesn't really help me. There's no there's no improvement in anything I'm doing that that this kind of positive thing can can. Um, like the positive things won't really lead in any change. Yeah. The positive things are just cool that's a that's an, that's that's positive that certain decisions I've made so far have been positive.
1: Yeah. It's good to get that confirmation, but it's also really good to get that critical feedback and I think that's what's actually going to make you grow as a person and the product you work on and
0: it's also directly actionable, right everything yeah. that's kind of negative un- unless Zach would just tell me everything sucks. I'm like, I guess everything is is bad now, but like as long as there's any kind of, even if if the feedback directly isn't valuable, but the way Zach argued for for that, even that is already super valuable because maybe At maybe least, yeah. The, sorry, Zach, did I? Pick you as an example, but maybe I don't agree with the conclusion. that's fine. <laughs> maybe I don't agree with your conclusion, but I, I at least know that you, your conclusion based on the steps that you've done so far were there. But maybe I can actually fix something in the steps that got you to that conclusion. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that kind you, of thing is incredibly valuable. You will valuable. know that there's
1: something wrong there, but you might, um, and and then you can troubleshoot from there, right? You know why SAC has this opinion, and then you know that there's something wrong with a certain feature, and yeah. then you can fix it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I think, and everyone brings a different opinion to something Mm. as well. And I mean, you, you know, you building something, you're closely tied to it, but you might not see something that somebody five steps back is noticing Mm. when they're not as invested in it or not as familiar with how something works Mm. behind the scenes. Um, I think another like really good example of this is pull request, sorry, comments on pull requests. If you work in a team, Mm -hmm. um, writing code. I mean, the ones that say, oh, nice job, or I like what you did here, they're good. It's nice to get that sort of positive reinforcement that you, you know, you maybe made the right choice. But becoming a better programmer, the, the, um, the comments about, I think you could do this differently, or did you consider this alternative approach? I think they're the most valuable comments, um, for you to potentially grow and learn and become a better programmer because they force you to think about things and it might, be that sometimes, yeah, the other person is suggesting something that's way better. Mm. Or, you know, you're you might it might force you to step back and think, no, there's a reason I didn't take that approach, here's why. Yeah. And then you can explain it and then, mm. you know, you sort of get a, a bit more well-rounded yeah. opinion on why something was done.
1: And I think the fact that someone is asking just like, it might just be that you ask for someone to clarify why they implemented it in a spe- specific way. And I think that can be really valuable because if that actually stops the person who created a pull request and actually makes them think about... Why to do things in certain ways? I think that can really uh, open other ideas, I think, um, and really make people improve. Yeah.
2: And I know you were particularly good at that um, when we used to work together, Marlon, like just sort of questioning things and, you know, if something wasn't obvious, asking why. And then it sort of forces, you know, if, if I'm the person who's raised the pull request, that forces me to think about why did I do something in a particular way? Is there a better way? Or, um, you know, even just writing out that explanation then mm. helps... Mm me to learn something but also you to learn something so it's sort of beneficial all around and you don't get that if you just you know look through it really quickly and go yeah that looks good approve and move on with life like there's no there's no growth as a developer that's happening there
1: yeah yeah and i think it grows the whole team right because um uh, like often even if you question things and um there are often reasons behind why someone like if I asked you Zach why you implemented something in a specific way and you just told me why, then that really helps me because next time I pick up that piece of code and I need to add something onto that, I know the limitations of it. Or I know why certain uh why certain um why it's implemented in a certain way. So I think it just really helps communicating things across to an entire team.
2: Mm. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Yeah. yeah. Thank you for appreciating my pull request comment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I tried to do more recently is because i've been more uh in betas and people expecting feedback what i tried to do uh, more recently is first kind of expressing what i'm what i'm observing before jumping to a conclusion i i feel like that was that was a problem i had my my because like i mean we're basically being paid to to solve different problems right um so I always had this problem that I've, or I don't know if it was a problem, but I felt like I was jumping to conclusions and suggestions too quickly. So what I've tried to do more recently is first state an op- observation. Like if I'm uh, r- like using an app or something, I first say, hey, this confused me initially, and this is what I thought I had to do. And then saying, maybe if, we mo- if you would move the button somewhere else, or if you would have an explanation before I get into this flow... It might be better, but first state of observation, like what did I do, how did I perceive that, and then come up with su- suggestions, because yeah. I feel like that just widens the, the potential for for useful information.
1: Yeah, and I think you talk about the problem rather than trying to come up with a solution, and I think then that might be helpful for the person who makes the app, because they might have something else in mind for that eventually, so... Mm-hmm. It's good to talk a bit more open about those things.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah, and it shows you're not criticizing for criticism's sake as Mm. well. Um, You know, that there is an actual reason behind it, and it's not just, oh, well, I think that could be better, but I don't really know. I haven't thought about this much. It sort of shows that you have given it that thought. And that's that's valuable. It's the best kind of feedback, and that's how we as humans learn. But, I mean, going back to the the main point, I guess sometimes if you are out with friends in a more casual situation – sometimes people aren't there to learn not all the time anyway you know they just want to relax and whatever so it can be difficult to balance that um knowing how much to say and when to keep your mouth shut <laughs> yeah i haven't oh this sounds like you have some personal I, 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 yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you gotta, gotta read the situation yeah. pick but, your battles you know it, it's too easy to like jump in i i've stopped with going back to the example of uh, apple slows down your phone um if someone seems like they really want to discuss it then i'll then i'll buy it but otherwise i'm just like yeah okay cool like whatever um yeah
0: yeah i have too little too little self-control i'll jump on that if, if you bring <laughs> it up you're, you invite a discussion about that
2: yeah fair enough
1: so let's talk about some more exciting things there are some rumors about Apple products. We wanna talk about this? There will be Apple products? I know again? this year again. Didn't they
0: make products last year already?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I know, but they, they seem to they seem to be an ongoing thing. It wasn't just like a one-hit wonder. They seem to seem yeah. to really wanna wanna make maybe they make like a, a whole company out of this.
0: Yeah. Second yeah. iPhone. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Mm. Good. Mm. I don't know what rumors you're referring to though.
2: <laughs> um <laughs> I'm um I'm really starting to look forward to this year both Software updates, but also mostly the phone so this
0: is update, something I whatever to talk it's going to be. About, um, Ooh, is mm. someone inclined to upgrade this year? In- yeah.
1: Are you planning on upgrading? hmm Because if you look at those rumors, it seems like a lot of focus on the leaked product. So there's a, there's a product that might come out that might have three cameras. And it seems like this would be something that's only happening to the larger phone. And there's not that much rumor about the smaller phone. And I was wondering, would you potentially make a upgrade to a very large phone sack?
2: No way. <laughs> so the problem with all the rumored products is that there's no rumor for a smaller phone, uh, which is very disheartening.
1: I know, I know. You can get an iPad mini if you mm, want something.
2: Well <laughs> so, Uh yeah, I mean it's almost it's almost the same size anyway, but I was saying, um, uh, I think to someone else that I think the way I'm going to have to um sort of come to terms with a larger phone is by also buying Apple Care for the smaller phone that I buy because then I can use it without a case oh. and then it becomes roughly the same size as my iPhone 7 okay. with a case mm-hmm. because I every time I pick up someone's iPhone 10 with a case or or 10s for that matter it's just, it's too big. And I know that it's not that much bigger than the 7, but it's its crossed the threshold at that point where I don't want to carry that in my pocket. It's too heavy, too annoying.
0: Do you drop your phone a lot? No, never. Why do you need a case?
1: Because otherwise you would drop the phone.
2: Because I have dropped my phone in the past. Uh, how often? All right, it's it's an easy uh, maybe this is I shouldn't have said no never, but like it's not a frequent okay, occurrence. Okay, but, but it's
0: it's an easy easy formula, right? So how often a year do you drop your phone? How often would it have damaged it and then you just do the math? If if you only drop your f probably once a year. Once a year, okay that's... probably once a year. Man, you
2: gotta stop dropping your phone so often. <laughs> like like a drop that's a damage like a damage worthy situation.
0: Okay.
1: Does the case really help for that?
2: Yes, yes. My iPhone Seven—it's the same one that I picked up like two and almost a half years ago now.
1: Okay. Same screen.
2: Same screen. Same battery. Okay. Same case. Like, and you dropped it two and a half times. Probably something like that. Okay. It, it's halfway through a fall right now. Um, <laughs> you know, gravity's really light here, so it'll take another six months to. Hit yeah, it that now.
0: makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess if you drop your phone once a year, then then. Well,
2: So, I've bought AppleCare on one... I don't have it on the iPhone 7, but I've bought it on one phone previously, and that was the phone... That was a phone where I shattered the screen. Um, I have also slightly... I slightly damaged the screen on a phone before that, didn't have AppleCare, but got the phone replaced for another faulty reason, like there was something else wrong with it, and they didn't deem the screen damage bad enough that they weren't going to replace it for that. So, that worked out well, Hmm. but... Okay. No, that's
1: not a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I don't know because I just I need to give up on this hope for a smaller phone. I'm, I'm but sorry, I
0: really want something small. I mean, like, I kind of I, kinda get, I hmm. start to come around a bit on the size if the corners would not be round. So if yeah. we're looking at the like uh iP- the new iPad Pro industrial design, if we would have an iPhone with that industrial design, I think my hands would be all right with it. It's just the the larger the larger size and the rounded corners just make it really hard because you have to apply so much more force to, to kind of hold it in your hand that that is what makes it super uncomfortable for me.
1: Yeah, like the edges actually add some stability. It's like, uh, like, it just it just makes sense that like, sure, it's a nicer grip in theory to have rounded corners, but it just feels like, it slips so much easier because it's like you don't you don't actually have a grip. If you have the corners, it's at least kind of cut into your fingers and you won't drop it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I always felt pretty comfortable carrying the iPhone 5S mm. without a case. Um, I think I did go back and forth between using a case and not um, with that one. But when I when it wasn't in a case, I felt more comfortable than any other phone I've had. Um, and I quite liked that design. And I would happily buy an iPhone SE too. I would even more happily buy a phone the size of the iPhone SE with, like an edge-to-edge screen um, but I, I, I kind of understand I think that like phones going bigger has given companies more room to play with and more room to put in better sensors <laughs> uh, and 12, cooler tech, apparently tech and 12 cameras, bigger batteries right? to compensate and yeah but just so I don't know if I really see them going back to at least a small flagship phone but I, I will still hold out hope, and if we happen to get an updated SE in March, I will be buying that, <laughs> um, which is only a month away now, so Woo-hoo. fingers crossed. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: We kind of skipped over the um, the Bloomberg iPhone report that we had in the show notes here, and I think we went straight to the topic below that, Zach's phone <laughs> options, which I did not add, so I'm guessing
1: that's what you want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I added it. I thought, because I read the, Bloom- the Bloomberg... Um, article uh it triggered me to think about what Zach is gonna do and i think you you are Mm -hmm. sort of in it's sort of time for you to upgrade i i would think that's the
2: thing yeah the battery on this um this phone isn't great and just
1: you know i heard that apple throttles the battery on purpose because they wanted to buy a new phone
2: (laughs) i'm actually unthrottled the battery is still like Eighty I've, something yeah, percent was, and doesn't have kidding. the
1: performance. I was thoroughly. kidding. I didn't actually I didn't I'm, actually I'm, want I'm you to convince me Zach. Zach. Pr- I didn't want it to correct me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm proud
2: of the fact that the battery is still performing decently. Eighty five percent and still at peak performance that's capability, good. which is cool. Um but yeah, and I just and also comparing photos yeah. from uh people with more modern phones and that's not just the iPhone, but also that Pixel three, far <laughs> out. Yeah. Um it's really impressive, so it's kind of like yeah, it's probably time to upgrade. I
1: think I think that's definitely yeah, that's definitely a main selling point. I think for getting a new phone, and it's probably worth the extra weight because, like, realistically, if you are a person who would want to take photos, you would potentially carry a camera with you more often if you if you have a worse phone, and then yeah, maybe it's better to upgrade. Yes, yeah,
2: so I don't care that much, but yeah, it's nice to be able to have a decent yeah. camera attached to my phone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Pixel Three. Camera is amazing. Night sight is amazing. Um, it's black magic, but it works and it's cool. And even the 10s the is alright. Um hmm. so yeah, it'll be time for a, for an upgrade.
1: Oh this year. Speaking of cameras, um have you heard of uh, <laughs> this weird thing with some um um with some cameras that are being sold in Europe that shouldn't be sold as film cameras?
2: Oh the video yeah. thing where it shuts off after yeah. X.
1: Yeah, minutes. so yeah. Um yeah, so basically it's this thing that in order to Sell a camera as a camera and not as a video recording device. Um, You can't film for more than um, 30 minutes. So cameras just stop filming after 29 minutes and 59 seconds.
0: So if you look at Marlin's talk (laughs) and you wonder why after about 29 minutes and 50 seconds, we only show the uh, slides and no longer Marlin then that's because uh, the camera stopped filming.
2: Oh, that was
0: what prompted you to talk about it. Yes, yes.
1: Oh, so okay. So, for my talk, we were filming everything, and it just shut off after 29 minutes. And I was so
0: engaged. I was yeah. I was kind of doing the filming, but I was so engaged in Mullen's talk mm-hmm. that it I didn't so pay It was so inspiring. At- <laughs> yeah. So, I didn't pay attention to that camera, and yeah, yeah it shut but off. But it didn't
1: really show a warning or anything, right? That's I mean, a- I
0: don't know. I haven't looked at it. <laughs> That's why we're in this situation. I didn't look at the camera, but yeah, I, I just, when Mullen's talk was over, I just looked at the camera and uh, completely off. I was like, oh. Cool. That's that's great. Hope hope it did at least save what it had so far.
1: Yeah. So it did end up saving <laughs> it, so it was good. It was just I had heard about this, but I hadn't actually seen it in action, <laughs> so it's that was fun. That's good to know that it does happen on this particular camera.
0: But I do think we had a decent uh, recording setup, at least. Yeah, so we, had, we
1: recorded so many things.
0: Yeah, we had the screen recording and the camera recording. So. And we also
1: recorded a, a voice separate from the camera. So we actually had that connected to the computer. And then we're going to edit that in afterwards. Um, so we didn't ha- lose any of the like actual voice recording. So I think we will be fine.
2: Look, at least this you found this out now and not in a few years when Kai's recording your dub dub talk. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure
0: Apple will not record dub dub talks. So definitely... And I'm sure they won't kick you out for recording your own copy of the presentation. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Are allowed to record dub dub talks?
0: Mm, no. Not.
1: Because you're allowed to. I would you think... know
0: Leo Laporte?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, but if it's mm. being recorded by Apple, aren't you allowed to record it? No. That's a little bit strange.
2: Why? I mean, it's like does a live photo count as a recording? (laughs) I mean, asking for a (laughs) friend.
1: But yeah, I don't think I will be speaking at Apple about my UI test, UI testing. Uh, But it was fun. I enjoyed preparing it, and it was nice to see that some people really benefited from it. Mm. Mm. Um, But yeah, if you watch, and parts of
0: it will make it onto the internet at some point in a undisclosed future. Yeah. At least the first twenty nine minutes and fifty yeah, seconds.
1: Yeah. But like I said, I recorded the screen, we just cut to that and no one will notice. They won't notice I'm going away from the screen. Yeah. That's fine. Um, do we want to talk about this Bloomberg thing? Do we do we want a phone with three cameras?
2: Well, so I read the whole thing, I thought I fairly standard iPhone news. All well and good. Like I'm I I'm at a point where I'm gonna buy the phone either way, so <laughs> none of this is gonna sway my purchase decision. Um if, if the phone is terrible, I'll just buy a XS, like, you know, I have options, it's fine. Um, but there was something at the end that caught my attention, and that was, uh, and I quote, There will also be iPad-specific upgrades, like a new home screen, the ability to tab through multiple versions of a single app like Pages in a web browser. Now, that is something we haven't heard before. And I know that there's, we're expecting a bunch of changes because of Marzipan. And I know we've floated some theories around on this show before that, you know, Marzipan might be a way to bring uh, better quality apps even to the iPad, not just the Mac. But this is interesting. I mean, being potentially, if this uh, one liner in a Bloomberg report is true, uh, being able to have multiple essentially windows of, with the same app. I mean, like you can on any real computer that you use these days. uh, and I think that's up till now, it's been a pretty severe limitation of uh, iOS. And it could be nice to see some what, changes. What does what that mean? Yeah, I
1: was mean, <laughs> too. Like, what does this mean, pages in a web browser?
2: I would assume, like, tabs.
1: Oh. Oh. I was thinking it was pages as, like, the pages app.
0: Oh. oh. No, that's, no, that's not at no. all where I am. I'm, oh, I'm okay. just. So, multiple. And, like,
2: if you had a, a, message, a messages yeah. app and you had five different tabs open with five different conversations
1: for example yeah it was just when you read it it was sort of in relation to apps and that's why i thought it was pages uh, yeah. now i look at it and it's actually lowercase p so all good <laughs> that makes sense weird, right?
0: but it's still weird right how would that i mean just assuming this is true how would this look what would this look like you, you like, as a tapped interface is weird
1: I wonder if it would be a tapped interface or if you could, I mean, this article makes it sound like a tapped interface, but like you said, Zach, it's only like one sentence, but it could be something like you can open the multiple instances of the same app.
2: Yeah. So you know how at the moment with, I mean, this is just pure speculation, but at the moment you can open um, multiple windows, I said quote unquote windows of Safari in
0: on the same screen on your iPad. I wonder if it'd be something. You mean like- this list of ever-growing things no one looks at, and it's for almost everyone at 250 different tabs now.
2: <laughs> no, I mean like um, you can have you can have side by side web yeah. pages. Ah, that's yeah. what you mean. You don't mm. use an iPad, card. You probably don't. <laughs> but um, it, it's kind of like uh, the first stage okay. of, of multi thing. Yeah. So imagine if you had an app that didn't rely on any, didn't make any assumptions about um, screen size. And you could have multiple, I guess, quote unquote windows within that app that you could either flick between like tabs or flick between like different instances of different apps sort of thing. So, you know, the, the pages app, for example, could have three different uh, slots in your multitasking that you could go between, Mm. or even being able to just put two documents side by side. Um, I could see something like that coming.
1: Yeah, it's actually quite strange that that's not available because I think that's something, especially mm-hmm. if you do text editing, it's making so much sense because otherwise you would. Oh, if yeah. you' not Open two documents, Absolutely. you have to have them in two different apps.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I really got to use an iPad to to participate in this discussion. I don't <laughs> save yourself the pain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I heard there's an event coming up. They might- As I've said, anything you need
2: a keypad, anything you need a keyboard for on an iPad you're using the iPad wrong. Like, at that point, you use a
0: Mac. Anyway. If we just apply one-to-one the, the Mac paradigm, right? So, you have a window. Mm-hmm. Like, you have an application mm-hmm. open. That application can have tabs, mm-hmm. and you can have multiple windows mm-hmm. of that same application. Mm-hmm. So, for an iPad, you would have multiple instances of what appears to be the same app in the multitasking thing. Uh, I could see that being a thing. That's just pure speculation. Yeah. Inside so, yeah. of those, you could still have tabs like i don't know you have two safari windows open both of them oh that's getting complex but
1: i don't know if you would be able to have tabs too yeah but just- i mean
0: that's that's how it works on a mac right because if you have two yeah, yeah, windows sure, of sure. uh of safari you wouldn't want yeah. them to be limited to one tab at a time right because then how do you have yeah, more than cool. two tabs open at a time so that needs to still support tabs so you you would it does at the moment
1: though this would be for other apps than this yeah so you
0: would you still have kind of the same tiers in a way Um, just that uh, it's like an iPad specific thing where they're just showing up as multiple things theoretically assuming it's the most simple implementation based on what we've already seen for Safari at the moment on the iPad right that's that's I understand that do I understand that correctly
1: well in this Speculative scenario. How how,
0: <laughs> how how do you kill Safari in that scenario? Do you have to kill all occurrences in the multitasking too? So are they still having a hierarchy? So do you know which one is the main Safari and which one is the assistant Safari?
1: I like they would have to have a different mechanism. So in order to close a specific quote window you would probably have to have like some type of close button for that specific window, but if you want to quit the app, it would be something like an app switcher, and then you kill the whole app, which closes all windows. It's like a quit action mm-hmm. on the Mac, I assume. Um, yeah. But yeah, this does sort of point towards um, the fact that Mac and the iPad might Becoming a bit closer to each other. Um,
0: yeah, it's weird, right? I feel like we have we most of those problems we have already solved on a Mac.
1: <laughs> I know, which is why maybe they will implement a new separate operating system for, um, for the iPad. It would make sense if, especially if you want to actually start using it as more of a device where you can attach a keyboard to. But I don't know, Zach. Would you use something like this without a keyboard? Would do you think this is useful?
2: Uh, If it helps with tasks I can achieve without a keyboard, like, I mean, it could be useful. So, I've mentioned before I use Notability for Mm -hmm. handwriting notes in class. I might change that this year. i have to sit down and think about that because I don't particularly like some things about Notability. Maybe we can talk about that later. (laughs) Anyway, if I was able to sort of page very easily through a bunch of different notes and sort of go back and forth, that could be quite useful. Um. I guess same goes when maybe reading some emails that you need to also respond to, to be able to like flick back and forth between a few, if you could have multiple instances of the same app, it could be useful. Um, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't do a whole bunch on the iPad that isn't, um, that can't be done with with the pencil, Mm. but yeah, I I would probably, um, I'd probably take advantage of it. I know I have used the split screen Safari thing uh, a handful of times, like, sometimes you do need to, to see multiple things at the same time, and it is nice to use uh, that feature there. So, yeah, I probably
1: would. Would you? I don't really use my iPad. <laughs> I use it for, like, one, two things. I use it for, like, sketching and for reading. And I don't feel like I would read two books at the same time. I might sketch at the same time, like, have two different sketches open if I want to copy things over, potentially. Um, but I don't know. I feel no, like I'm not... That's kind I'm of not good a, if you want to reference. Yeah, on. but I'm not... a. Pro iPad user, really. I feel like I'm using it very, very little, so I don't think I would really benefit. Like, it wouldn't be a revolutionary feature that I'm missing, but I do see why they would do this if they want this to be more of a pro device. But
0: I I mean, I don't know if the iPad, I mean, yeah. No. I think we've said that a few times already, but I don't think an iPad needs to replace a Mac either. I I feel like if I mean the same time, it does the thing it does and they're being slowly improved, I think that's fine. So people. That, but I guess
1: if an iPad can be like a s- cheaper type of laptop, it could potentially be. But not a lot of a things space.
0: make an iPad inherently cheaper. That's a thing, right? That's we're, true we're talking to, about hardware yeah. and we're talking about software. And from a an hardware perspective, there's not a lot of things that make an iPad inherently cheaper. It has a high-quality yeah, display. Right. It has, like, I mean, it has an ARM processor, but we're probably seeing that in the Mac at some point, too. I don't really see what...
1: Yeah, I forgot. That. I also forgot that you do have to, and you you probably have to add, like, a keyboard and stuff like that. So it tends to be quite an expensive device, even if it's not yeah, that. So for me,
0: if we just look them as, like, uh, c- core combinations of hardware and software... I don't really see there there to be too much of a point, assuming that, um, I mean, unless Apple decided Mac OS is a write-off and they're not going to do anything about it anymore, I don't really see a point of, of an iPad trying to replace that because either it gets more and more complex over time, which means people will lose the benefit. Like a lot of people that I know that use the iPad are the least te- technical people in my life. Like they yeah. they really enjoy the iPad because it is because more limited simple. and therefore, um, yeah, it it's not overwhelming as multiple windows could be or like I mean the people that I know that use it they 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 don't really like that a Mac can have so many windows and that there can be things that pop up that you don't notice in the background or things happening that you don't notice that run through like all your battery there those kind of things are are direct benefits. For for the people that I know personally that enjoy the iPad a lot, um, and all the people that I know that are very comfortable with those, they tend to not really use a lot of the iPad. And I feel like if if Apple pushes too far in one direction, you lose all the people that currently use the iPad for its simplicity. But you, it's still hard to gain the people that already that that are, enjoy using the Mac. So I don't I don't think. If they move too far in one direction, I don't think that is actually beneficial for the Mac unless uh there there are plans to of of like deprecating the Mac, which to me wouldn't make a lot of sense either mm-hmm. so I don't know i I mean sure incremental improvements are good and that there are things but if 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 I would have to make a decision if I would be in the ipad uh, o s development team. Uh, and I would have to make a decision where you lose a lot of the simplicity to to add more power. I don't think that... But it does
1: seem like a lot of people do feel like the current ipad is overpowered for its uh, for the software that it's running yeah, yeah that, that definitely so is seems like against wanna... my arguments that is yeah.
0: more pointing towards the ipad doing more things yes
1: yeah, so i think it seems like they need to find that balance it i think you're right i think it doesn't make sense for it to replace the mac i think there is still a place for the mac especially for more pro hardware but if, um, if there are
0: problems that are being solved like if there is currently a like the tap the the windows in it with taps in and those kind of like the hierarchy if apple would come up with a good way of of addressing complexity while maintaining the entire the, the the power of what those features enable you to do why wouldn't that also go in a mac if there's like an inherently it, it needs to be more built around what makes the ipad the ipad right if if it becomes just like because it's a tech device we solve the problem but we're not moving it to the other tech device that makes no sense it needs to be ipad specific and kind of specific for for what that device is and the things that make it specific are things like the pencil and touch input and those kind of things so to me for those things to make sense it has to be very much around those kind of core differentiating factors not about better keyboard support because we already have a device that has good keyboard support not about solving problems in software because if If we solve a new problem, we can bring that to the other device. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it needs to be something that's very inherently iPad only. Otherwise, we're just selectively solving a problem for one device that would also improve the other. I I guess my point is more, if it's a software thing, so we're improving software to make it uh, enable for more power without adding complexity, then that is a software-only solution, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And if that software-only solution is not all around the specifics of an iPad, Mm -hmm. but just a generic thing that runs on hardware um, to improve the software and make kind of give you more power without adding complexity, then that pattern would also apply to a Mac. So if yeah. there's a way of kind of reducing the complexity while increasing the power, why wouldn't that move to a Mac? Yeah, For yeah, that to right. make Rather sense, than, yeah. that the Mac isn't also gaining those, it needs to be very iPad-specific. Mm-hmm. And for it to be iPad-specific at this point, I mean, there's not a lot the iPad has over a Mac, if we're like breaking it down to those kind of core things, that... Are, that are outside of the pencil and the kind of touch yeah, input. Yeah. Yep. Because nothing else is, is. It
1: needs to have something else uniquely identifying it.
0: No, for me, the, the the solutions to those problems need to be surrounded to to what makes the iPad different from a Mac, mm-hmm, and those mm-hmm. to me are touch input. Yeah. Like which the is why it would be weird manipulation of user yeah. interface and the pencil, which is kind of like yeah. a.
1: Which is why it would be strange if they do it specifically. If they specifically add features for iPads that have a external keyboard attached to him uh, because that would mean that it almost adds feature that our mac likes mac like rather than utilizing what an ipad should do but at the same time apple did add a keyboard for a reason right yeah, people do seem it to just want crawls, this
0: if it just crawls towards a mac mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like very exciting to me because we already have the mac so it needs to solve things in a new way i know, I
1: know. but people do like being able to have a flexible device and maybe that's the benefit of this you have a device that can become powerful like a mac if you attach a keyboard but certain features might disappear if you don't have a keyboard attached and that might be okay for users uh, because they do still get the flexibility
2: yeah but that's sort of exactly my point behind only using the ipad for things that i can't do on the mac and for hmm. things that it does better than i could get done like Better than I could do anywhere else um, and sort of for things... Yeah, if you
1: could convert your Mac, if you could convert your iPad to something like to, to be able to be usable like a Mac just by attaching a um, felt keyboard to it, would that be something that's appealing to you? <laughs> no, not no? at all.
2: Not at all. Like, I have a Mac, which is a better device. It has a bigger screen. Mm-hmm. It has a proper solid keyboard attached. Like, the keyboard isn't going to fall off if I pick it up the wrong way, Um it's got a. Be- I, in my opinion i prefer to use mac os um i for for getting like things done i like mac os i'm very efficient with mac os i like the um the touchpad um what do you call it touchpad Key, trackpad uh, trackpad oh trackpad. Okay. i love laptop trackpads like that is uh, in my opinion one of the best ways of like navigating a, an operating system and i mean ios is great but i don't know touch Touch is okay at times, but sort of having your hands all on the same level, like the keyboard and the and the trackpad. I think that's. I'm pretty efficient using a Mac.
0: So what about like let's let's uh, look from it from a Microsoft way. Uh, would you enjoy a device that is? Um as soon as it's docked in its keyboard dock, and let's say it locks in, you don't have to worry about it falling out, and it runs full macOS. Mm. As soon as you take it out, mm. it runs iPad or iOS. That's what
1: I was getting to, like that type of but thing. So, but so there are some problems yeah. here, though.
0: But
2: like, so take the the Microsoft approach: is I don't want a tablet with a thirteen-inch screen, mm-hmm. but I don't want a laptop with a screen smaller than thirteen inches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see how it's like? I would, at this point, at least, I would rather have two separate devices that I use carry around and use for different purposes
1: you have a 15 inch computer right
2: 13 inch
1: okay yeah. what if you go with the 12 inch ipad too big
2: that's 12 inch ipad that's too okay. big yeah if i was buying another, like i mean i have a 9.7 but if i was buying a, an ipad today i'd probably i guess get the 11 because the same um physical size mm-hmm. But yeah, any bigger and I don't know, I might as well pull out my Mac on the train or bus or whatever it is and work on that. I so, for know. you, the biggest constraint is size? Size is a constraint, yeah. Like in this, in this hypothetical, hypothetical guy, you, device, it comes down to size, right? Yeah in, the, yeah, in the hypothetical, yeah. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, wouldn't it be nice to get rid of the iPad and have something that functions as an iPad when I'm not attaching it to a keyboard and yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's reasoned in by the the twelve point so nine. IPad, those, so that all
0: those amazing foldable phone prototypes. <laughs> uh, they're playing directly into what what you want. Yeah,
1: you just yes. go. Yeah, go yeah, ahead that, I had
2: that discussion with a couple of people oh, yesterday, yeah. and that was
0: interesting. But, so, um, so you fold your iPad yeah, in half, m- and maybe and you have like, an iPhone, and you unfold it it runs. <laughs> yeah, then you yeah. you unfold it twice. You have a Mac, and then you fold it in half from there, and you have an iPad. It's amazing.
2: Look even smaller, and it's an Apple one. Chuck yeah. around <laughs> on yours. <laughs> <iPad. laughs>
0: Walk around yeah. like
1: that? Yeah. Just go ahead and build a product, Kai. Zach will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah. I, I guess I don't really have an, a lot of environments where I need a smaller device. Like for me, it's it's mostly about, I guess, weight as a benefit, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like for, for reading, but I don't know. I, I feel like I don't really have a lot of situations where I desire to have a smaller device than a 13-inch. I already feel like the 13-inch um, MacBook is often too small for for me to feel. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but for me to feel comfortable working, it's not so much about a keyboard and an input device. For some reason, it is screen real estate. I, I feel incredibly cramped when I'm not working on a on a large 27 inch monitor. Like I, 13 inch. I I feel like I can physically feel how my productivity is dropping when I'm on a small device. And it's not that all my windows are full full screen. Like, quite the opposite. I, I, I never used a full screen mode for anything. But it's just, if I don't have space to, to put things, I feel like everything is cluttered. And I'm like, eh. Before I spend like an hour trying to work on this 13-inch computer, I'd rather wait and and work from home on my 20, 27-inch iMac. I don't know. I might, I might work very differently from people. But I feel like anything smaller than 27-inch is already... Uh, I struggle with... For some reason. Yeah, that's fair enough. I guess it's what you're used to, though. But. Sorry, I, w- I, want my, I want my phones <laughs> to be small and my computers to be big. Mm. All I want in life. Small phones. Small phones, yep. large computers.
2: We have acceptably sized computers, but... Phones. And- <laughs> I do wonder, um, on a, a completely unrelated note, but if there was a hardware update to the MacBook Pros this year or even early next year. Do you reckon there's a chance of the screen sizes changing? I mean, in this sort of time where iPads are going more edge-to-edge, phones are going more edge-to-edge, TVs have been edge-to-edge for many years, do you think there's uh, room, I guess, in the MacBook Pro uh, casing to maybe make the lineup 14 and 16 inches instead of 13 and 15?
1: I would like that. That would be really nice. Yeah? I mean, yeah, Like, I think the harder part is the camera and something like this because you don't have the same thickness behind yeah, right um so it mm. would be hard to like get it into a smaller space i would assume it's a good um, point mm-hmm. i'm not sure having a notch, a notch on a laptop <laughs> is not great because you do have the resizable window, so you would be able you wouldn't be able to mm-hmm. i don't know i guess you could have like the um what's it called the dock and you the go. menu bar up there maybe that would mm. work yeah,
2: I,
0: I think that could yeah, work quite nicely. Yeah, that could actually work. Because users don't have anything in the middle of a menu bar. Wait, wait why, why are you advocating for a notch on, on no, a No, I'm not
1: advocating for it. I'm just saying that's a solution.
2: If it meant a bigger screen, I would take it.
1: Yeah, I think I would too
2: and actually the notch would have to come with face id i think for that to be a fair compromise but yeah
1: yeah, yeah. because i do use my i use my laptop a lot I no i don't i don't have a 27 inch uh, imac unfortunately <laughs> um, so i use it a lot and i do think we can't all work in luxury <laughs> yeah but i think it's such a good weight like i barely feel like i'm carrying this computer with me but i do lack screen as screen real estate especially for more complex apps like if i'm if i'm sitting with some with something um like xcode i think it's often very difficult because like you might have split screen like two different um two different classes in the same in the same app and then once you run the app you're gonna have like um um, you can lose some space from the bottom because you get the terminal output, and then you might also have things like you might also miss space uh, on the left side if you want to actually look what files you're having. And like it's it's a it's so little space to actually write your code in the end, and it's really frustrating on a small screen. So I would very much like a bigger bigger computer if that means getting rid of the MacBook Pro logo and having a notch. I don't I don't mind that. But I
0: think I, I mean Face ID is a different problem, right? I think that's more of a thickness of the the part where the, the display panel is. Um, I I do think the current Face ID assembly in the iPhone is quite deep, and I don't think in its current form it would fit into any of the MacBook um, display assemblies. Like just from from a thickness perspective, I think that's more the problem there than it is about uh, the bezel size itself. Otherwise, I don't know, we we haven't seen a lot of display size differences uh, in, in the Mac Mac line in general, right? I mean, mm. we've had 27-inch we and yeah, we had
1: 17 inch there for 15, while.
0: 13 for such a long time now. Mm. I um, mean, there's
1: the 12-inch the came out relatively recently. Mm. 11 went away. There's no 11-inch 11 11 anymore, right?
0: I mean, we could do the math if we wanted yeah. to. So what would the resolution have to be and other...
2: It would enable MacBook Pros to, I think if we went up, it would enable them to ship with displays at native resolution that they've been tuned to for scaled resolutions by default for many mm-hmm. years. You know how a new MacBook Pro out yeah, of the yeah, box is a blurry uh, resolution? Yeah. resolution? Mm-hmm. yeah. I think the extra screen size would help with that. But also, it, in my mind, it kind of makes more sense to have a lineup that's 12, 14, and 16 inches instead of 12, 13, and 15 mm. Um that might also put to bed some of the the wishes for a new 17-inch MacBook Pro. Uh, maybe 16 is, is enough. Do people
1: still want that? Yeah, from
2: time to okay. time, you get one weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> when are they going to bring back their 17-inch? Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like
2: that one- <laughs> Back yeah. in my day, they had their 17 inches.
0: I mean, if I would be forced to work from a laptop, I would also want the largest possible laptop, right? If I'm not allowed to plug it into a display. Uh, but you're a monster who likes IMAX and... I mean,
1: yeah other weird things. You are. would probably rather take your iMac with you on vacation than taking a laptop with you. Definitely. It. If I yeah.
0: know I'm somewhere for... Like, if I go somewhere and I know I want or need to work from there... Okay,
1: what's the maximum time you have to be somewhere in order to bring a laptop? It a, depends a MacBook, on if, they expect
0: if, if I expect to be fully productive or not. I do feel actively that I'm less productive on a smaller screen. Mm-hmm. So if if it's something um, where I know I want to be productive for for like a weekend... Would, I would I would already for a weekend really Yeah if I want to be productive over that weekend I would bring my iMac Really Yeah Whoa. I mean it it depends on a lot of other things right I I probably would try to make rather a say all right I'm not working that weekend mm-hmm. or I assume not to get anything done that weekend and therefore saving myself the hassle of bringing the iMac but if 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 the f- expectation is or I need to work for for that weekend I would mm-hmm. I would try as much as it as I can, as long as it's at all feasible to bring my iMac instead.
1: Wow. Okay. Mm. Sounds like an hassle, but or
0: just get like any. I mean, I I I would rather have a twenty seven inch non Retina, like assuming it's still like 2540. two five forty. What is the resolution? It's been a while since I thought about resolutions, but it's I I'd rather have a one x twenty seven inch monitor, um, than than working on a thirteen inch computer. All right.
2: How about a 1080p 27-inch monitor? I
0: mean, no, now you're just pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: Actually, okay, here's, wait, wait, here's one for you. A 27-inch 1080p monitor or a 21-inch 4K? Ooh.
1: I think it takes the 21-inch. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm usually quite
0: frugal in general, <laughs> I, but for those kind of things, I, I just... If someone else is give, gifting this to you... And I you would say I appreciate it. it. You can't sell it. Can I gift it to nope. someone who might actually enjoy you, the product? You get
2: it for the weekend. If you're going <laughs> away for the weekend and you need to work, you're being gifted this monitor for the weekend, and it goes back to whoever gifted it
0: to you at the end. And of you,
2: the end. you
1: can't okay, bring anything so else. So, w-
0: what are those two horrible options again? I I didn't even pay attention. Twin?
2: A 4K monitor with 4K, sorry, a 4K monitor at 21 inches, or a 1080p monitor at 27 inches.
0: Okay, so essentially, the smaller iMac or or yeah. a, a damn larger iMac that Apple would never ship. Yeah. Um, the smaller iMac. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. That's the right choice. It mostly comes down to to pixel count. Physical size doesn't actually increase your your work, the, your work workspace. Uh, what I don't really mm. get a benefit from it, an 80-inch um, 1080p monitor because my physical workspace... Because you can fit the same oh, amount of content yep. on there. True. Then I might as well use a smaller 1080p. Um, I
2: d- and it's probably going to make your eyes bleed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I do think the the a five K 20, 27 inch is probably as close to ideal as I, I I can't really see a lot of things that would make this more comfortable than a twenty seven inch um five K. I wouldn't want it a lot wider. I wouldn't want it a lot larger in any direction. I think it's pretty. I think that's pretty much the sweet spot for working from a table.
1: Compared to. <laughs>
0: I mean I wouldn't want to have I don't know. That's another hypothetical scenario. I need to get work done on an um in an airplane in an economy seat. I wouldn't want to bring my twenty seven inch IMAC there.
1: <laughs> it's my comfort computer.
0: <laughs> Might want to, but <laughs> yeah, I mean at that point I would definitely take the thirteen inch, or probably even a twelve inch uh, it MacBook in instead. Would be first class. Would it take a twenty
1: seven inch? Yes, yes
0: Malin. I would. I would definitely take a, a, a iMac. No, it's just you know, if if the physical environment that I'm in is too small for for having a comfortable physical size computer, of course, I mean d- the environment I'm in the f- I know. I just wondered. It was
1: just a weird way of wording it. You said if I have to sit at a at the yeah. at a desk, as I was wondering if you were like so thinking I, about assuming, sitting in front I mean, of a TV. Our room or... is not
0: humongous, but uh, I mean, I I would fit a thirty five inch uh, monitor in here, but I don't think that would add anything because based on the distance I sit up away from a computer mm-hmm. table, um, the twenty seven inch kind of covers most of my comfortable radio. Like, what is it called?
1: Uh, Viewpoints?
0: Vision radius? No, that sounds weird. Native English speaker, help. Um, <laughs> played.
1: they will figure it it's, out. It's
0: field of vision. I don't yeah, know. Field of field vision. Of, yeah, field of view sounds good.
1: Field of vision. We said. Field of yeah,
0: yeah. So okay. I mean, any bigger would mean I would have to move my head more, and I'm not against moving heads. That's not a really big. <laughs> problem. You're
1: not a move head is? But t- it's it's t-
0: like now now I'm sitting in a comu- at a computer where I can look at the center point, and I can still see the rest of the. Uh, of what's going on without feeling discomfort or having to move, so I, I just feel like it's it's quite a the sweet spot for for computing device sizes.
1: Do we want to talk about things that we things of the week? This this segment is actually sure. having a name now, so do 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 things of the week. Let's start with you, Kai. We are
0: prepared. Woo. All right, <laughs> you mean we're prepared? Uh, I think all of us this week uh, put things in as we started recording, but shh.
1: They don't know that
0: <laughs> too much behind the scenes yeah. uh yeah, okay um so my 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 next pick uh of the week, things of the week is uh, based on what I said last week that I will try to focus on Mac stuff because Mac is good, and i w the more we can uh shine a light at good mac developers the the more likely our people will make mac apps mm-hmm. um so for for te- for today it is affinity designer, which is a vector design tool i should have looked up what the category of tools is called but i'm just calling it vector design tool um and i think it's a really really powerful nice uh mac app it is it is a native mac app that that becomes rare but it is a native mac app and if you're doing anything with vector vector design um so far that is uh my tool of choice i've done a lot of uh, icon design and and kind of other um assets and having them as vectors is just nice because you can scale them scale them to a lot of different sizes uh, which you can't really do with um uh pixel art also I'm not the most uh artistical arti- artistically skillful person so working with vectors seems to kind of align more with my the way my my brain thinks about design, so it's kind of nice to to set vectors, and there seems to be a bit more uh, uh, geometric shapes involved than with. Uh, <laughs>
1: it sounds so German. <laughs> <laughs> Everything uh, needs to be geometric. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, but I I quite enjoyed that, and it's kind of nice to to uh, yeah do kind of creative work while still working with with things that logically make sense. That is the weirdest possible... Are you saying that
1: creative people don't make <laughs> things that logically make sense? yeah uh, we're going to get so many emails, Guy. Yeah. Good thing we didn't put an email. Address. I think that's probably
0: the weirdest possible pitch for a uh, for Affinity Designer it is, possible. But you,
1: you did convince me, uh, not from this pitch. <laughs> uh, don't, don't don't think that this did anything, but I have seen you use Affinity Designer, and it seemed to be a really nice tool, and it seemed to be um, like the perfect... It's not... It seems to be relatively easy to get started with it, but it is also a very powerful tool once you start using it. And I've seen some tutorials and uh, some videos and people make amazing things. But you can also do things like app icons or just logos if you want to do that. And it seems to be relatively quick. You can learn it relatively quickly, just judging from you learning it, Kai. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're a quick learner, uh, don't get me wrong. But um, I think it seems like a really nice tool. And I think if... Um, it's. I'm actually gonna pick this up, and I think that's why we started talking about Affinity Designer. We, um, I'm gonna pick this up now. And uh, now, when I'm done with my talk, I'm, I want to learn a new skill. I want to learn to actually make, uh, make ve- vector graphics, and uh, I really wanted a logo for, um, for our meetup. So I'm gonna take this I opportunity think called to App do button. that. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I'm gonna take this opportunity to learn Affinity Designer and make a. Nice logo for our meetup group. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. And I think I usually make artwork and stuff with, like, I'm just sketching things uh, by hand. But I think this is really taking it to the next level. I really want to do something that's a bit more, I guess, tool based um, rather than just hand drawn stuff. So I think it will be great. I'm mm. looking forward to it. And it seemed like a nice app.
0: And I didn't even have to install uh, Creative Cloud. But that's another plus.
1: Do you usually have to install Creative Cloud?
0: Uh, that was just a. Uh, what do you call that? I can't speak today. Um, <laughs> can't help you with that. Jab at Adobe instead of Word. Zach, unmute yourself and help me. You you can say that. Yeah. Cool. Oh, A uh, jab. You, you, Is it stab? You jab.
2: No. You can have a jab at something. Yep. Okay. It's a- like a jab at Adobe. It's like a
0: subtle, I don't know, like sly comment. Mm. So Zach approved. I'm happy. Moving on. Um, Marlene, do you want to talk about your exciting pick?
1: <laughs> it's a super exciting pick. Uh, I know this is really <clears throat> boring, uh, but I feel like I haven't had a I haven't been doing that that much else than preparing my talk uh during my free time and uh I figured I want to I want to um, use the tool that I was really I want to mention a tool that was really useful for me for this talk and that's Keynote and I know Keynote is a very boring option to pick because it's a Mac app but I just want to have a shout out and say that
0: Why is it boring just because it's a Mac app? What are you uh, no, implying no, here? Sorry, sorry.
1: It's an Apple app It's, ah, it's okay. a default Mac app Like It's something that you can get very easily It's something that you use instead of PowerPoint and it's it's a bit boring
0: <laughs> we're, we're only picking hard to, to come by apps here <laughs>
1: Yeah, we need to pick those $79 apps. (laughs) Uh, No, but um, Keynote was something that was really useful for me. And I think Keynote is just continuing getting better and better. I know last time I wrote the talk, I had some problems with my magic moves. Uh, Keynote kept on crashing Um, when I had too many magic moves. um, And you got to get the magic moves thing, guys. Come on. Mm-hmm. So, um, Keynote seemed to be a lot better now, this time around, when I was using it, and it's really improving, and I do really like the default moves. Uh, I think it's a very taste... You can make a very tasteful application very quickly. Um, application? Uh, sorry. Oh, I'm not the only one that can
0: speak today. I'm happy.
1: I mean presentation. <laughs> you can make a very nice presentation relatively quickly, and get a really nice theme to it that's still quite unique, Um and I really found it useful. And one thing that I found that I haven't used before is that you can add like shapes and stuff. And I actually had like a diagram of like how, like a Git flow diagram. Um, so it was like four, a lot of different circles and then like lines between them. And you can really use those shapes to actually make like really nice like diagrams in your um, in your um, <laughs> in your presentation and in the slides and. Uh, You can add animations between those diagrams. So, like, I zoomed in on something in the diagram, and that looked really nice. And, yeah, I appreciate it, and I like that Apple continues working on this. Nice. Mm. Mm. Yeah,
2: Ken, it's good. It works. It's good for presentation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, it's super exciting. All right. So, Zach, what is your (laughs) thing good for? Hasn't this been picked Um,
0: before? I don't think so. I think we've
2: spoken about multiple weather apps in okay. the past, but I don't think this was ever a pick, okay. like as in added to the
0: list. I could be wrong. That's
1: fine. Should we double no. check?
0: I'm already on it. Okay.
1: I, I
2: <laughs> Stop me if we have. Um, so I picked Carrot Weather. Um, so we spoke about Pocket Weather um, being a very, very good app for weather in Australia using um, the BOM data, which is like the most accurate in Australia. Um, but... Also, we did speak about Pocket Weather going away, and sort of it's. I think it's on the store for about another six or eight months still, but it's no longer being actively developed. And so, I am hunting around for a new weather app, and I think I've settled on Carrot Weather because um, the next update is bringing BOM data. So um, the problem with Carrot before now was that the data wasn't particularly accurate. It's been like the Apple Weather app can be a bit all over the place, Um, but if the app is going to change to be using uh, to use BOM data, then I think that'll be the app that I go with to replace pocket weather when um, it's no longer appropriate to have pocket weather installed um, because it has a really nice Apple Watch app. And that is uh, checking the weather on the Apple Watch is one of the best uses for the Apple Watch, like the complication and just having a watch, a watch app that's always up to date. I think it's really handy, so I do value a good watch app, and one that has super accurate data is even better. Um, so yeah, my pick is Carrot. I do like the, the watch app and I think, uh, I spoke to the developer, he said that update should be shipping early this month. So it's now February. Um, so maybe even by the time this podcast airs, the updates Carrot weather with BOM data will be out. Mm. So yeah, we'll have to check it out
0: anyway. And they have a really nice, uh Mac app as well. Yeah. At least I use it in a menu bar quite.
2: Yeah. I've been tossing up whether I should buy that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, a Mac app. If, if that pay. gets updated with the same data, then I'll definitely, um, then I'll definitely buy it too.
1: I saw that carrot, like the same company also has Carrot Fitness or Carrot Workout. Have you heard of this? Yeah,
2: something like that. There's a bunch of apps with the carrot branding. Yeah,
1: have you have you used this at all?
2: I haven't. Okay. No, I've only used the leather. I just
1: came across it. And have I you? thought I haven't used it because I wasn't sure if I want, if I need it. Um, but it was just really cute. Like all of the. It's very typical carrot. I think Uh, all of the characters they had, like they had like this, this person running or this person like checking their weight on like a scale. And all the, all the characters were like really down to earth, like really, they were not very, like, they were not like models. It was like cartoon characters. And I thought that was really cute. It wasn't like Mm -hmm. this typical fitness app where there's someone who's like super fit and like, um, still like does the easy workout. I think it was actually like those, those really cute small, like, a little bit shabby characters that were standing on a scale, and I thought it was cute. Nice. Yeah. Uh,
0: I checked, I cannot find any uh, mention of carrot weather in our picks before. Ooh, um, you're good. Zach. I do you, will take it. The one weather app Zach uh, <laughs> picked before was weather update free, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that was from a different time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everyone should go with Carrot Weather, not Weather Updates Free. <laughs> do you do you actually like the uh, uh, do you actually
0: like the um iOS app part of Carrot Weather? No, no that not
2: no, uh I'm not not a fan of the design, but my biggest gripe with it is how many collective human years have been wasted by that stupid loading screen.
1: What's the loading like, screen?
2: So, some context, every time you open the app uh after maybe about a five or 10 minute delay, I don't know what the exact time is set to, it decides to reload all its data. And so it puts a full screen blocker, plays a nice animation, takes a few seconds before allowing you to continue. Really? The app. What's wrong with using the cache data? Like it does, it's not going to change that much. <laughs> update silently in the background. If the update fails, well, you have a history. You can show it. I don't know, man. Yeah. Cash it's been done.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Frustrating. I, I, so that's why I don't use the iPhone app, but I use the Watch app because the Watch app doesn't do the stupid mm. animation and would just keep itself up to yeah, date that, like a good, responsible Watch app citizen. Yeah.
0: That, that's my problem with Carrot. I just really, really don't like the iOS app. I do like the Mac app. I do like the Watch yeah. one, but the iOS mm. one is just, to me, feels unusable because none of the UI makes sense to me. It does just, I don't know how people look at weather. But uh, the way carrot does it is definitely not aligning with how I look at weather. This
2: is why I liked pocket weather so much Oh, I and mean, I still do like pocket weather, but mm. you know it's just it's time to look for a replacement, but this is why I like pocket weather so much it just it shows you everything you need to know. It has a nice graph with um current temperature and the feels like temperature overlaid, which I think is I really really, like really the useful like Kara. and yeah.
1: Uh, temperature yeah so good.
2: and yes,
0: yeah yep so otherwise i'm I'm still anyway. using I use carrot weather as well on the Mac and on my watch but use weatherline on ios yeah that's fair because again for uh, me weather you. is 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 a graph like a graph makes sense to me because i can see how things change over a given period of time right so it yep. just makes to me weatherline makes makes a lot of sense because you just see a graph that mm-hmm. goes either up or down or stays the same and you have an idea of how that relates to your current
1: yeah I really like that, and if you're like, if you're like planning on taking a walk, it's nice to see where the graph is going and see if you can wait a little bit or if you should get going directly. Mm. Um, cool. Uh, we should probably go and eat some sushi now.
0: Hmm. All right. Enjoy your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was a
1: condescending uh, silence.
0: Condescending silence.
1: <laughs> no, I was waiting That's for good. someone
2: else
0: to say something.
1: <laughs> waiting for us to say anyway. something yeah what are we gonna say anyway it's all right i don't know <laughs> it's okay That's right it's... i'm sorry that we have to go anyway. and eat this is like what's happening every time i'm so sorry
2: <laughs> that's fine that's the nature of recording in different time what time
1: is it where you are Sydney? uh four th- oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like you really don't have food time so you never have this problem like we always record right after <laughs> yeah, you've been it's always it. Always that's up. usually
2: yeah. That's usually why I'm late because I'm still finishing um, up food, and then, huh. mm, mm. or sometimes I just get in from a run or whatever. But then I still need food. How so warm is it right now in Sydney? Really warm. It's like thirty-two mm. today. I think actually. I Do have Carrot Weather open? <laughs> so let me check because we're just talking about it. Thirty degrees. Wow. Um, but it's twenty-five point nine in the room I'm recording in, so it's bearable. Okay. Um But yeah, it's been it's been pretty warm. Are <laughs> you
1: still running in this weather?
2: Yeah, but not as far. Okay. So I went for a run this morning and failed miserably oh. and gave up after 6Ks because
0: I was going really slow and just not feeling very well. Let's not talk about weather uh, in Vancouver today. Let's let's hold that for next week.
2: <laughs> I, I actually had a look at that and I noticed tomorrow it's not meant to get above zero degrees. So my comment last week about it being freezing was just a week too early, but still holds true. It's
1: not freezing at zero.
2: No, it will be. It will be over Oh, we will be over zero. Ah, carrot says negative five to zero
0: degrees.
1: Negative five is in the in the, in the night though. We'll be fine. We'll be Wait, fine. Do you yeah. use yeah. BOM gonna-
0: data for, for Canada?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, is your is your uh, is your data saying that it's going to be like plus twenty? Or because <laughs> I think it's still, it's still going to be pretty cold. I, I didn't
2: change the weather source, but
1: yeah. Oh look,
2: there's a special weather statement: turning yeah. cold with increasing chances of snow. Increasing chances.
1: A relatively mild first chances. Half chances. of chances. The chances are always going to increase. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but yeah, it's 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 going to be uh, freezing for the first time. for us since we moved to to uh, Vancouver, but also for us since we've left Sweden. So this will be fun.
2: Oh, it's going to snow. I know there are rumors of not- snow. What times you meetup up tomorrow? Uh, Let's
0: t- not talk t- about things now. We we. we, we we're hungry. We have to wrap. Up.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually very concerned. I'm oh very man, worried. I forgot. I might have to wear two pair of pants tomorrow.
0: Yeah, at least the meetup is close by. It's like good luck, good luck. The meetup, good luck with walking through the weather. Thank you. Oh, I totally forgot. I also want to talk about my new app.
1: Oh, you can wanted to do that today. Yeah, man. What did yeah. You do?
0: and I want to invite people to test flight and stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh. oh.
0: All right. Got to talk about a coffee app next week.
1: Yeah. Woo. I just realized that ten AM it's gonna be minus one tomorrow.
0: Mm. That's what I was looking at. That's I why know. I asked
2: the time of your I thought
1: the cold temperature would be in the night, but it's during day too. Yeah,
2: it looks like it's getting progressively cooler from now through till about ten PM tomorrow. I don't know. Actually, no. Oh, well, it keeps going till six AM Monday. And then it starts to get slightly warmer. Gee, good luck.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I wear two pair of pants. Oh. Good idea. Mm. Whew.
0: That's fine. We have palm trees.
1: That we had palm trees. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I hope your heating works.
1: Mm. Oh, that, yeah. That's
0: yeah, that's not a problem. <laughs> we barely. We don't even have a heater on right now, and it's comfortable inside. Oh well. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And they okay, they, but- they figured out this magic thing called insulation. That's it's pretty nifty. You should try it someday.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, it sounds good. People have told me about this, but
0: yeah. Mm.
1: Okay, I really got to eat now. I'm starving.
2: <laughs> anyway. All right. all right. All right. Have a good week. Likewise. Good luck with the meetup. Thank up, you. And talk to you in a week.
1: Awesome. Woo-hoo. Talk
2: to you later.